1: Welcome to
0: Sleepy Head Stories, Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode. How wow, Hello, So it is getting so spooky around here, don't you think? I mean, what do you mean like spooky? <laughs> well, we're getting in Halloween time week no, there's like. Sp- or like sixteen more days until Halloween, I think. Yeah, it like still eighteen. Somewhere around in the teens, yeah. and we made our hexen house like we said we were going to. It's the one to use the frosting. And I know. Conchetta was literally taking the tube of frosting and squeezing it into her mouth. No. Uh, yeah, I caught you a few times. <laughs> and uh, we have Halloween lights outside, pumpkins. We didn't carve it yet. We're going to wait until a few days before Halloween mm. to carve our pumpkin decorations. Yeah, it's getting pretty spooky dooky. And. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it would be great if we kind of did some research. What is research? Do you know what that means? Why are you like all of my face? <laughs> What do you think research means? Research means like learning about something or whatever. Right. I thought it would be fun if we did some research on why Halloween is so popular in America. Because do you know, in other countries, a lot of other countries, they don't celebrate Halloween. Including Germany. I mean, a little bit nowadays. The a houses. Right. But otherwise, it's really a very American tradition. And I was wondering, why so popular in our country and not everywhere? Mm -hmm. Do you want to research with me? Uh... Well, how about I do the research (laughs) and we'll like read it. I'll read it and let you know what's going on. How about that? Okay. Okay. (laughs) So guys, yeah, I thought it was interesting. We kind of know the origins of Halloween. I think I've talked about it in other episodes during Halloween, how it originated from the Celtic... Um, traditions of sowing it's called, and things like that, where they would do bonfires in the night around Ah, the beginning of fall when things started getting darker at night and all that. But why in America has it stayed such a strong tradition and and not anywhere else? So we're going to find that out. And also, do you know America is one of the few countries that does trick-or-treating? I think it's like we're pretty much one of the only countries that does it. There may be some people here and there in other countries that do it, but it's not like how it is over here. So, guys, we have friends from other countries that ask us about, like, do kids really, does it really look like it does on the TV and the movies where kids go in the streets, you know, hundreds of kids and trick-or-treat. And yes, guys, that's what it's like over here. Um, It's different in different communities. Obviously, if you don't live in an area where there's a lot of younger children, you're not going to see it as often because adults don't trick-or-treat. But, you know, if you're in an area where there's a lot of young kids, yes, the streets will be full of children. And some streets close their their streets off to cars. Some streets have, like, parties. Um Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. We're going to go to a neighborhood soon. Maybe you can do it tonight where they just go crazy with the Halloween decorations. I mean, like, they... They really get into it. We'll take some pictures and videos and post it on our Instagram for you to see. Oh, my God. I know. So, anyways, I'm going to go do some research. I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk all about it. Why is Halloween so popular over here? What do you think? Mm. That's why I don't know either. We're going to find out. What do you think? Do you have any ideas? Why do you think? No? No? (laughs) <laughs> not, a clue. not a clue okay mm. that's why we're going to research alright guys after this I'll let you know what I find out so the research has concluded guys I've got Conchetta here with me we have our notes okay Okay, we have our notes and we are going to read. I went on a few different websites like history.com and a few others to get some information on why Halloween is so popular in the US and I found it out, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so here we go. First, I want to say that I'm not going to talk about the origins of Halloween that is a whole nother history lesson this is just going to focus on the united states okay so in the u.s before it was actually called the united states when it was just being settled uh, it was settled by mainly settlers from the europe european area and a lot of those settlers were very strict with their religion uh, their protestant beliefs and so because of that they really didn't like to celebrate Halloween because it was considered a pagan holiday or something that was not of their religion. So in the northeast part of the United States, the New England area, like Boston, Massachusetts, um, you know Connecticut, New Hampshire, up in that Rhode Island, that whole area, uh, that's where a lot of the Protestants lived. And so they didn't really celebrate Halloween too much there at first further south in the U.S. around the Maryland, Virginia area, they did actually because they weren't as strict with their religious beliefs and so they allowed Halloween celebrations to come on over from Europe and be, you know, had here in the New World in the United States. So as different beliefs and customs from the European area, so you have A lot of influence from you know Ireland and even the Scottish traditions came over from Europe. They then mixed with the indigenous people of this land or we'll call them Native Americans with their traditions because they also had traditions around the same time of year. Now it wasn't Halloween but it was more like fall celebration celebrating the harvest okay and they would celebrate with foods that they harvested like pumpkins and squash which are i didn't realize this this is something new pumpkins not only at that time were found in the united states in the americas okay i shouldn't say united states in the americas they didn't grow in other parts of the world um the, the pumpkins that we know of today. It was a very North American uh, fru- food or fruit. And because of that Native American tradition mixing with the European tradition, that's why around Halloween time you see so many pumpkins. And and corn, maize, they called it back then. That was also a a Native American food that did not exist everywhere else in the world. And so that's why you see those foods mixed in with the Halloween traditions because they happen around the same time. So that was something interesting. That's something uniquely to to America, okay, and the tradition of Halloween. So it first began with play parties, they were called which were public events where the townsfolk could join and they would share stories. They would tell each other's fortunes, you know, tell each other's future, and they would dance and sing around a fire. So that's how it started, okay? And then they would tell, also they would talk about ghost stories and how those ghosts would make mischief, So mischief is like, you know, little pranks and how the ghosts would play pranks and if you didn't appease the ghosts on these nights with, um, you know, putting, making a jack-o'-lantern out of a pumpkin and putting it with a scary face in front of your house to scare away those ghosts or those spirits, they would make mischief of your crops or your house and, and mess it up like little, you know, elves or something. So... Then it became a tradition where every year they would combine their autumn festivities, which is the harvest of the pumpkins and the corn and all the food, mixed with um, the Halloween traditions of Europe, like we said, and it became a yearly thing they would do every year. Okay, People really enjoyed it. Now, the history of trick-or-treating, how did that begin? So there's a lot of uh, European traditions that are kind of like sort of, rooted where trick-or-treat roots come from in Scotland and other areas. Um, And they borrowed those traditions and brought them over here with them. So they would also start to dress up in costumes and they would go house to house and they would ask for food or money. Today we don't ask for money, (laughs) Um, which of course then became today's tradition of trick-or-treating. And usually it was mainly the children, especially the children who were poor, didn't have so much money. It was a time of almost charity, okay, to give to young kids who didn't have much one time of year and give them a nice treat or something like that. Um, in the community. So that's how it started, okay? Also, um, this was the time when there was a lot of fortune telling, and women, especially young women, who before they were married would look in mirrors or use string and apples and do tricks, basically, witchcraft. They would do little spells for fun to see who their future husband may be, what he might look like. Um, So that also started happening around that time as well. It was, you know, had that vibe in the air, right? So in the late 1800s, There was a move in the U.S. to take America and mold Halloween into a more community, neighborly get-together than about ghosts and pranks and witchcraft. So the church in now all areas of the U.S. was kind of like, okay, we kind of don't like this tradition of people thinking they can tell their fortune or talking about you know, ghosts walking around and evil spirits coming in your house. We want to change that. We're going to make it just more family-friendly fun instead of spooky, okay? So they wanted to change that and have it focus more on the festivities and the games and the food. So parents were encouraged by the newspapers and community leaders to take anything scary or gross out of Halloween celebrations. Um and because of that, Halloween lost a lot of its superstitious um, overtones by the beginning of the 20th century, okay, and was much more uh, considered just a fun game time for kids around fall, okay? They took all this superstitious, scary stuff out. Um... But then, around the 20s and 30s, Halloween became a little bit more secular, and secular means religious, meaning it was run by the church, because the church liked that it was a community-centered holiday, and they wanted the church was very much part of the community then, so the church started to back Halloween very much, and they would have parades for the town, and parties, and, and music in the town square. But these big fall parties, and they were really quite big, almost, you know, bigger than Christmas in a lot of ways uh, because the weather was able to have everybody outside still. It wasn't so freezing cold as as it can be around Christmas in the Northeast. Um, There was, they started to have a lot of problems with vandalism and mischief and, you know, some adults and older teenage children started like trashing the town. And, of course, that's a big problem. Now, today, especially when I was a kid, that was considered mischief night. That's the night before Halloween where people run amok in the streets at night where you can't get caught and put toilet paper on people's houses and and all kinds of crazy things. Um, And so this is where that started, that mischief night started. Um, But by the 1950s, town leaders kind of started squashed that and stomped out all the vandalism and the mischief um, because they basically said Halloween is no longer a celebration for adults it is only and will only be allowed for children to celebrate so no more adult bonfires in the town center no more adults you know walking around in costume and partying basically this is only for kids they set a rule in the U.S because there was so much vandalism going on during that night. And also around that time in the 1950s, there was a lot of children being born. We call it the baby boom over here in the U.S. And so there was tons of kids everywhere, more than ever before in the U.S., which really helped the cause with making Halloween a holiday for just kids okay and people started having parties in their homes schools started celebrating in the schools and that's when it really became like this is a children's holiday in the 1950s okay so and that's when trick or treating also really amped up was around this time because there was just so many kids and it was a very inexpensive way for the community to share And everyone get involved and all you had to do was give kids some candy. And also they kind of used it as a method to bribe children so that they wouldn't, you know, pull pranks and get mischiefy at night and and cause trouble. Hey, if you're good and you come to my house, I'll give you candy instead. So that's really when trick-or-treating really took off. Okay? Um, so this was basically when the new American tradition was really solidified, was in the 1940s and 50s, and nowadays, Americans spend about $6 billion a year on Halloween in total. Isn't that crazy between the candy and the decorations and the costumes? It's a lot of money we spend on Halloween, um movies and it's just huge over here and to this day it's the tradition has always stayed okay so that's the history of halloween in america it's a unique history because it combines the native american traditions of the fall harvest with all those foods that come and fall around apples and pumpkins and maize corn with the European traditions from the Irish especially during when there was a lot of Irish immigrants that came over here um, during the Irish potato famine there was a ton of immigrants that came over here from Ireland and they really brought their Celtic traditions of Salween which is more like a ghostly spooky traditions and the two mixed together and there you have it guys that's how we have Halloween nowadays a lot more adults celebrate You know, adults are allowed to have parties again over here in the U.S. Uh, It's not banned anymore. Mischief Night happens here and there, um, but it's not nearly a huge problem like it was at one point uh, where they had to ban all Halloween parties for adults. That does not happen that bad anymore like that. So, and there we are, and brings us to today. So I hope that you enjoyed this little history lesson on American Halloween culture. I learned a lot, okay? And, um... Probably one of the biggest things we learned was that pumpkins didn't grow anywhere else in the world, but over here in the Americas, I did not realize that. And that's a real, you know, makes it make sense of why pumpkins are such a huge part of Halloween, you know? So anyways, all right, next, we are going to be reading a story, a ghost story, and I promise it's not that scary, but it's really fun. All right. Hang in there. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. (laughs) We are going to be reading today the strange visitor by joseph jacobs this story was written over 200 years ago guys in the year 1890 okay and i i chose this because it was written right around the exact same time of what we were just talking about early days of the united states when halloween was taking shape and taking form okay Back then, people didn't have electricity or, or computers or electronics or anything. So for entertainment, they would read stories. Usually it was the uh, one of the parents, the father, who would read stories to the whole house, to the children. And in this case, this story was published in the newspaper around Halloween time. And people would read it, you know, at night with the fire on and candles in the dark um, to celebrate Halloween time so I thought it was perfect insight into how people celebrated back then okay and I promise it's not that scary just a teeny tiny bit okay it's like a ghost story okay okay the strange visitor by Joseph Jacobs a woman was sitting at her reel one night and still she sat and still she reeled, and still she wished for company. So a reel is like, um, she was spinning yarn or or knitting. You can think of it as knitting. In came a pair of broad, broad feet, and sat down at the fireside near her. And still she sat, and still she reeled, and still she wished for company. In came a pair of small, small legs, and sat down on the broad, broad feet. And still she sat, and still she reeled, and still she wished for company. In came a pair of thick, thick knees, and sat down on the small, small legs. And still she sat, and still she reeled, and still she wished for company. In came a pair of huge, huge hips, and sat down on the thin, thin thighs. And still she sat, and still she reeled, and still she wished for company. In came a wee, wee waist, and sat down on the huge, huge hips. And still she sat, and still she reeled, and still she wished for company. In came a pair of broad, broad shoulders and sat down on the wee, wee waist. And still she sat and still she reeled and still she wished for company. In came a pair of small, small arms and sat down on the broad, broad broad shoulders. And still she sat and still she reeled and still she wished for company. In came a pair of huge, huge hands and sat down on the small, small arms. And still she sat, and still she reeled, and still she wished for company. In came a small, small neck and sat down on the broad, broad shoulders. And still she sat, and still she reeled, And still, she wished for company. In came a huge, huge head and sat down on the small, small neck. The old woman looked over. How did you get such broad, broad feet? She asked. Much stomping, much stomping. The figure said gruffly. How did you get such small, small legs? Ah, it's late, oh, the stranger said whiningly. How did you get such thick, thick knees? Much praying, much praying, the stranger said piously. How did you get such thin, thin thighs? Ugh, it's late. Ugh, the stranger said whiningly. How did you get such big, big hips? Much sitting, much sitting, the stranger said gruffly. How did you get such a wee, wee waist? oh it's late it's late the figure said whiningly how did you get such broad broad shoulders with carrying a broom with carrying a broom the stranger said gruffly how did you get such small small arms Oh, it's late. It's late. The stranger said, whiningly. How did you get such huge, huge hands? Threshing with an iron. Threshing with an iron. The stranger said gruffly. How did you get such a small, small neck? Oh, oh it's late. The stranger said pitifully. How did you get such a huge, huge head? Much knowledge. Much knowledge, the stranger said keenly. What do you come here for? asked the old woman. For you! (laughs) That's it, guys. The end. Um, I don't think it was too scary. It's just a little tiny ghost story. I think it was a a fun one. Um, This is a great story if you want to read with your family. Again, it's called uh, The Strange Visitor by Joseph Jacobs. You can find it online. And um, it'd be fun to read it in the dark with, like, candles or flashlights or something uh, around Halloween time. And, And at the end, when you say, for you, you're supposed to, like, jump out, you know. Obviously, I can't do that on the podcast but anyways it was a fun time I hope you guys enjoyed uh learning about Halloween and how it started and gained popularity in America I know I learned a lot and shared it with um people around me who had no idea of certain things so it's great even if I know some people don't celebrate Halloween and that's fine but it's fun to learn about um traditions and how they start and where they come from I find it really interesting and I hope you guys did too okay So we wish you the best day or the best night, and we will talk to you next time in the next episode. Good night, guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. We can be found on all major podcast platforms. We are on 12 different podcast platforms. So please make sure you're subscribing so you're notified every time we release a new episode and share us with your friends. Make sure to share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook. We're on there pretty regularly posting all the fun things that we're doing and some good book recommendations and things like that. We have a website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com if you want to check it out. And make sure you're sending us those shout outs. You can send them to sleepyheadstories at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook or write us a message on our website. All right, guys. Have a great day or a great night and we'll talk to you in the next episode.